0: Welcome back to the Ringer Gambling Show. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. The Rastradamus. It's East Coast Vias. Joe House, John just He just got married, so he is out today. But myself and Joe House are going to hold it down today. How you doing, Joe House?
1: Dream. We got to give out some love to JJ and his beautiful bride, Kate. They uh, took care of the business last week. Our wedding gift to JJ is the two of us holding down the fort this week. Y'all were kind enough to let me go on vacation last week. Dream, at some point, you need a break because I know you are like me. If you if you saw my desk right now, I'm not going to move the camera because, you know, it take an hour to reset the thing. But it looks like, you know, I'm trying to solve a, a global uh, bank heist ring. You know what I mean? I've got my connecting threads. I've got my sticky notes. I've got bold magic marker. I've got tiny pen all over the place. So I think we're ready to rock out uh, here, Dream. Yeah,
0: we are ready to rock out. We aren't Ferris Bueller. No days off right now because football season is on the way. And this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do some rapid reactions. We got a number of things that we want to hit. Next week, we're going to hit on all the awards. But this week, we got some rapid reactions. So the one thing that I found interesting is that there's a lot of teams with non-win totals. So... When you look at these teams, the Cleveland Browns, the Dallas Cowboys, the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a few others, who are you liking to actually miss the playoffs with a total of nine wins?
1: So the nice thing, Dream, and this has been a theme of our conversations in the run-up here, all this preparation, the best eligible candidates come from two divisions. To me, it's either fading the AFC South or fading the NFC South and the, the leading contenders in each of those places, the Jaguars and the AFC South, the saints in the NFC South, my inclination is to fade the saints. Now they are the darling of everybody that's looked at, you know, strength of schedule and you know, the, 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 the road that they have in front of them. But I think that, Uh, only one team is going to emerge from the NFC South and make the playoffs. And I have fallen in love over these last handful of weeks. I'm not afraid to admit it with the Atlanta Falcons. And I think that the offense, we have a significant question mark at quarterback with the Atlanta Falcons, but otherwise what coach Arthur Smith has been able to do in terms of, you know, building up a rushing attack and, and strength of, of uh, a core offense that is the the reason to prefer the Falcons the Saints it just comes down to coach it just comes down to Dennis Allen just doesn't do it for me and you know i think the the Kamara suspension is an issue i think that defense has a lot of names but they're all one year older and you know i i think they're due for a little regression in terms of defensive performance so the Saints are my pick on this uh, which team with a win total showing at nine is likely to miss the playoffs. That's the way I'm thinking about a dream.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've spoken at length about Dennis Island, 15 and 38 as a head coach. And the one thing that was interesting that we saw in the preseason is that the saints were flagged 22 times. So there's clearly a coaching issue in new Orleans, new Orleans right now. If you look at FanDuel Sportsbook. sports book, The no on them to miss the playoffs is plus 152. Me, personally, I can't agree with you just because this schedule (laughs) is the easiest in the NFL. Unbelievable. Yeah, but when you look at Dennis Allen's track record, I understand it, but I'm not rolling with you. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions just because... Like this is this is when the hunted becomes the hunted hunter. And I'm I just can't buy into it. I mean, nine and a half one total. You're looking at minus one seventy-eight for them to make the postseason. I just think from a value standpoint, I'm not buying it. This defense is still bad, and I just don't think they're gonna have much improvement there. So I, I'm I'm taking the Detroit Lions. When I look at all of these teams, the Cleveland Browns, the Dallas Cowboys, Jacksonville Jaguars, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Saints, the Jets. They seem like the best option. And at minus 178 to make the playoffs, plus 144 to miss it, I'm going to go with the no. So that's how I look at it.
1: Okay. I don't have any argument with that. I mean, that, that correlates to a team that I really love in that division. And we will get to that team over the course of this exciting conversation today, Dream.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, let's get to it right now. So there's a couple of teams with a win total of seven and a half, which one, obviously, I think I know which team that you like to make the playoffs. Please tell me it's the Green Bay Packers.
1: Of course it is. And you're going to hear me talk about the Green Bay Packers at length over the course of this show today, because I am a Jordan Love believer. I believe in in what he's shown us over the course of the preseason. But more so, what I really believe in is his stewardship, his, his, his uh, ability to learn what Coach uh, LaFleur is all about that offense. It's an old school school throwback kind of arrangement where you have a quarterback that is groomed through the system behind a veteran and learns that system. Now my my man, Jordan Love was sitting there when the Packers were reeling off 13 and three seasons and he was biding his time and learning. And and look, I, I, I really love the position for the Packers. My pick for this particular uh angle, though, is the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I'm giving my love, of course, to Green Bay, and, and, and I absolutely think that they fit this description of a team that's forecasted with seven and a half wins that's going to make the playoffs. But I like the Titans coming out of the AFC South. The more that you do a deep dive into how last season ended up and what happened to the Titans, especially in terms of injury luck and how Jacksonville, those two teams, after ten games, the Titans were seven and three, and the Jaguars were three and seven. And if you just go down the remainder of the schedule and see how those teams fared over the balance of last year's schedule, I think that the pricing is completely out of whack between the Titans and the, and the Jaguars. The Jaguars as the prohibitive favorite to win that uh, division, and and the Titans still available at I think plus three, plus three ten to win the AFC South that's a mature team with, with mature players on both sides of the ball that just hit uh, bad injury luck. So my pick for a team with seven, uh, seven and a half wins to make the playoffs is the Tennessee Titans uh, instead of the Jaguars.
0: I'm not mad at this one at all and the reason why is because like we've spoken at length about this I am not high on this Jaguars team at all I think they're completely fraudulent I'm not going to go into it again but like down the stretch last year they really got fortunate and I just think this Titans team they they caught all the bad breaks that the, the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't catch so I'm not mad at this one at all I think the interesting thing about this Titans team is that obviously rabel this is a guy who consistently under overperforms as an underdog and i think we could be seeing malik willis at some point because i mean he looked good in the preseason um Obviously, they're going to run the ball a ton, and he's still going to have issues with this team that runs the ball heavily on first down and doesn't, you know, pass the ball on first down to create better opportunities. But this is a team that's going to, you know, they're going to be in every game. So I'm not mad at this one. I'm personally not taking it. But at plus 310 to win the division, I'm not mad at it at all. Obviously, for me, I like the Green Bay Packers. You spoke about Jordan Love. Jordan Love, I like... (laughs) I think people are looking at this wrong this is the ultimate ewing theory team this year when you look at aaron Rodgers last year what was he 21st in epa per play so you're getting an improvement and you're looking at a guy in aaron Rodgers who it almost felt like he was checked out with some of the younger guys and he played most of last season with a broken thumb now you get the younger receiving core christian watson romeo dobbs jaden jalen reed a year older you add in luke musgrave now historically tight ends don't do too well in the rookie season but they're saying this guy's the real deal i mean like jordan love in the preseason he was lights out i mean and i mean absolutely lights out you're looking at a guy who was 21 of 33 for 193 yards and three touchdowns i think that's gonna carry over and i think this green bay packers team this is a team that's i mean before last year they were winning 13 games in each of the last two seasons now obviously they had Aaron Rodgers at an MVP level but a big part of that was the offensive line and this is still a top five top 10 offensive line you add in the two-headed monster Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon I think this Packers team is making the playoffs so you can go take that to the bank
1: well Dream I just want to say to you I agree with everything that you're saying about the Packers I'm very bullish on the Packers the reason that I did not select the Packers For this particular uh, wager angle is because I have a very crazy ass bet that I propose that I I, I will describe to you later on in this show, as it relates to the Green Bay Packers, but we're seeing the world the same way when it comes to the Packers, my friend. Okay.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Actually, I have, I have one for next week. I'll save it for next week involving the Packers when we hit on all of our awards, but I think you guys might know what it is. But anyway, we have, a bunch of teams with a win total of 10 or over. Now, the interesting thing about this, I want to shout out my guy, Cleve T.A. on Twitter. He went through all the notes. And if you exclude teams with Tom Brady on New England, you exclude the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. NFL teams with win totals of 10.5 or more have gone over only 38% of the time. And they've gone over under by an average of 2.1 games for those of you who bet nba that's like 10 and a half is almost like 50 in the nba as far as win totals they tend to go under more often than not so who with the win total of 10 goes under
1: i had a hard time with this i think there are six teams that are in in this category i couldn't get there with kansas city I couldn't get there with Cincinnati, although I considered Cincinnati for a minute, just because of the injury risk um, with Joe Burrow. But I don't want to root for any injuries, so I, I didn't do Cincinnati. I can't get there with San Francisco just because the the uh, NFC is 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 too uh, open for opportunity. You can get wins in the NFC. Uh, I'm not gonna denigrate Dallas. I'm not gonna denigrate the Eagles. So it really didn't leave me very much opportunity. I love the upside of Baltimore this season. Um, So I had to fade the bills and I don't feel great about it, but Buffalo is my team to go under the 10 and a half projected wins and potentially under 10 wins. And it's a combination of two things. They had an enormous, uh, uh, jump in, in, in how tough their schedule is between last season and this season. And they have an absolute murderer's row of games on, on the backside of their schedule from like week eight onwards. They have a a, a really tough stretch. The other thing though, is on on the defense, I'm not sure that I'm a believer in, you know, what they're putting out there, especially in, in the secondary both Poyer and Hyde are, you know, a year older. Leslie Fla- Frazier is no longer gone. Sean McDermott took over the responsibility for the defense. That that defense got absolutely torched. Now, they had injury bad luck over the second half of, of the season, but I can't get out of my head watching, you know, th- th- those games uh, in the latter half of, of the season watching that that they're, um, they they weren't able to ma- ma- mount very much in the way of pass rush and that that secondary just got absolutely handled so i i'm suspicious of the secondary i'm i had to pick one team to fade i don't want the bills mafia mad at me but when i go through this thing the team that feels like it just has the toughest road ahead of them is the buffalo bills dream mm. I'm not sure how I feel about that,
0: and and I think a big reason why is because Josh Allen was banged up down the stretch last year. I think he'll be yeah. a lot healthier this year. You're right. I agree. The one that stands out to me, and I think this is the nuts. I mean, this is the Stone Cold nuts, and, and like people are going to disagree with me. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. I like them under 11 half wins, and I really like this, like, in actual real life, (laughs) not just because we're on TV right now. Mm. Um, When when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, they start the season off with the Cleveland Browns, who all of us are high on. Bill Simmons is high on it. You're high on it. J.J. is high on it. It's a family play. So if we're high on the Cleveland Browns coming into the year, they got to play them twice, and Cleveland has already dominated them. And now you got to take on Cleveland with Joe Burrow coming off an injury in week 1. Then in week 2, you're looking at a, a game against the Baltimore Ravens. That's a tough game. So, they can start the season 0 and 2 and that already puts you at a deficit. Now, when you look at last year, a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, yeah, this team was 12 and 4. They were dominant. Lou Anna Rumo, he always made these good adjustments. But look at who they played last year. They played seven backup quarterbacks. They played Cooper Rush, Mitch Trubisky, Joe Flacco, PJ Walker. When you look at that Thursday night football game in which they won against the Miami Dolphins 27 to 15, they had Teddy Bridgewater out there. So, and they almost lost that game. So, I I just not buying the Cincinnati Bengals. I I just think there's obviously a contender as long as Joe Burrow is there, but 11 and a half is really, really high. And I just think they have a much tougher schedule this year. You still got to play Buffalo. You got to play San Francisco. You got to play the chiefs. The AFC North is one of the strongest divisions in football. So I'm going under the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: I love it dream. Uh, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. It was a hard uh, choice to make for me between Buffalo and, and uh, Cincinnati and I understand the, the point you're making um, that the the I chose Buffalo just because of the, the, the raft of quarterbacks that they have to go up against this season. I should have rattled them off before, but they have my homes, Joe, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers twice, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence and two or twice. It's just that tough thing. for that all that secondary the pressure that that buffalo is going to face but i like that cincinnati angle but dream we have some very fun season specials to touch upon here coming up i think we have a break we're going to take here and then we're going to look at some things like undefeated teams and winless teams and regular season record so let's get into this and have some fun my friend Get out your game day gear because college football is
0: back and FanDuel wants you to join in on all of the fun. Right now, all customers can get a no sweat first bet for week one. Just place a bet on any week one college football game and you'll get back bonus bets if you don't win. Me personally, I like TCU, Colorado over 40 and a half points. I think it's going to be a lot of points in that game. So go ahead and bet that right now. You can bet on money lines, spreads, over-unders, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com gamblers and kick off the college football season with America's number one sportsbook. 21 and up in present select states, refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at Sportsbook.FanDuel.com. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler visit rg-help.com. Welcome back to East Coast Bias, the Ringer Gambler Show on FanDuel TV. And like House told you before the break, we have some really good props to go over. If you go on FanDuel Sportsbook right now, they have a ton of season specials. And the one that caught my mind right away is the last undefeated team, House. What are you thinking?
1: So... There are a bunch of odds that you would expect. Like the, the Chiefs are the favorites at plus 750. The Eagles are at plus 850. The Bengals are at plus 900. Bills are at 9 to 1. Niners at 10 to 1. Uh, I tried to get sexy and go look into the, the, the schedules of teams like the Ravens and the Chargers. I looked at the Cowboys, but unfortunately, all of those teams, Cowboys, Ravens, and Chargers, have games early enough in their schedule. That scared me off of it. And where I landed, it's a little chalky dream. But when I reel off the, the, the schedule, I, I think you might um, pick up what I'm dropping. I'm on the Eagles at plus 850 for this. And, and the reason is be just, just because their schedule is, is, is like they, they really ease into the season very nicely. They hit an absolute murderer's row in weeks 9 through 15. But weeks 1 through 8, they have New England. They have Minnesota. They have Tampa, they have my poor commanders, they have the Rams, they have the New York Jets on the road, so that that one could be i guess a, a, a tangle as you sort of size this thing up. They have Miami at home, which I think is is pretty good for them, and then Washington and then dallas in in week nine is to to me like you know i, I the eagles are are i believe favorite in every one of these games and and, and properly so. Um, so I, I see them sort of getting up to that seven, eight mark, just like last year. They were the last undefeated team last year until the C words came on, came to town on Monday night and handled their business. Um, but Eagles plus eight fifty as last undefeated team. That's the way I'm playing this one.
0: So everything that you're saying makes perfect sense. I mean, when you look at, look at the spreads on some of these games, minus four and a half at New England. Minus six against Minnesota. Minus six and a half against Tampa Bay. Minus seven against Washington. Minus five and a half against the Rams. And then they're laying one on the road against the Jets. So when you're looking at this on paper, it feels like the Eagles should go start the season just as hot as they were last year. But the one thing that we know, Super Bowl losers, there's just a bit of a hangover. It's 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 occurred so many years that we can't really dismiss it. 5 out of the last 8 Super Bowl losers have gone under their win total in the following season. So that kind of just puts them in a bad spot. And I was reading Billy Walters' book the other day. Those of you know, Billy Walters is like the greatest professional sports better of all time. He's like the Michael Jordan of sports betting. And the one thing that he had in his book is that he actually takes off 0.2 points per game against Super Bowl losers. He adds that to the other team's spread. And, I mean, that's not significant, but... If the Michael Jordan of sports betting is telling us that there's a Super Bowl hangover and it's quantifiable in every single game for the first four games, I think that says a lot. I mean, obviously, this is a team that, you know, they lost both both offensive coordinators. Jalen Hurst got paid. I want to agree with you, but I just can't take it.
1: Hey, and I, I acknowledge for sure. It's a different Eagles team. They have personnel changes. They had all kinds of important players from last season. Leave the fold, Miles Sanders, Hargrave, um, both the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are now head coaches at other places. Like, look, I understand the transition challenge and the, the Super Bowl loser challenge that they're confronted with. I just was trying to find a pathway for a team to, to stay undefeated and not be pure chalk because – If I'm really going to gamble on it, I'm just going to gamble on the Chiefs. (laughs) That's that's the answer to me. But who, who do you have for this one? This is really, really tough. I'm, I'm going to be honest
0: with you. Like, I, like, out of all of them, I was looking at that Eagles one, but I just can't do it because of the Super Bowl hangover. I think if you had to pick one, that's probably the best one. But the one that I'm thinking of right now is the Los Angeles Chargers. And the big yeah. reason why is because when you look at their, their schedule, they're favorite in their first five games. And they got the Dolphins. They got the Titans. They got the Vikings. They got the, the Raiders. And they got the Cowboys. If they can get past the Dolphins team, which I really, really like, I think they're in a good spot to start the season off. Well, I mean, obviously you bring in Kellen Moore. So the offense should be a little bit better. Um, And I I think that's, that's probably the way I would go with it just from a numbers perspective. I think they're 14 to one. So that's where I would look.
1: Yeah, I I was there. I looked at it. I, I literally had dream East coast bias because I look at I like the Titans this year so I don't want to you know um I feel like that could be a challenge for uh the Chargers and I also like Dallas this year so I think that's another one um I was just trying to find a team that could win set, you know the first seven or eight games and and the Chargers because of how I feel about the Titans and Dallas that's that's what scared me off but at 14 to 1 that that's that's you know a risk probability uh situation where you get a little value maybe
0: yeah, it's so funny because you're looking at FanDuel right now. They have teams that go 17-0 plus 10-60. And when I'm looking at all these rosters for the last undefeated team, it's so impossible to find, like, a team that's going to make it through the first four, four five, six weeks without losing. So I don't know if we're ever going to see that again. Um, the New England Patriots, they came close, couldn't close in the Super Bowl. The Miami Dolphins, ugh. I know JJ's going to be mad when he sees this. I'm so tired of seven 72 dolphins rubbing it in our faces, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is. So yeah, this this ain't going to be the season. I don't think.
0: Yeah. So next up, we got the last winless team. And I think there's one on here. That's just painfully obvious. Although I don't really like what is pain. What are you, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah. So it's very, very difficult. We're looking at the last team to actually get a win in this upcoming season. And like Arizona keeps telling us who they want to be this upcoming season. And what they want to be is the team that is in the driver's seat for Kayla Williams next year. And every move in this run up to the commencement of the 2023 season seems very dedicated to that outcome. So you understand that Arizona is telling the world, this is who we are, who we intend to be we are in the Caleb uh, Williams sweepstakes. I just hate the price. And so I tried to do some some, some work to find an outlier in, in this uh, matrix and try and get a little bit better price. I went pretty far down, and I am looking hard at the Carolina Panthers. You can get them at 17 to 1 as the last team to, to, to grab a win. Now, part of this it has to do with the beginning of their schedule. all their their schedule is front loaded. four of the their six first games are on the road. that five of the six uh, games of uh, at the beginning of the schedule are against teams that are projected with with um, winning records. Uh, they have rest disadvantage in two games. We know all about Frank Reich at the beginning of seasons, you know what he did. In, in Baltimore. In week one, he's oh I mean Baltimore in, in uh Indianapolis oh four and one uh it was his, his week one record with the Colts. In weeks one through five, Frank Reich led teams 10, 14 and one. The record for the 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 Panthers, I mean the, the the schedule for the Panthers they start with Atlanta and New Orleans, two divisional games, neither one of those teams is trying to tank, do anything other than try and go out and, and win their division. Then they have Seattle, Minnesota, Detroit, Miami, and then the bye. So those those six games uh, are all, to me, you know, potential losers. Not favored in, in any of those games, and I think that's appropriate. What this really comes down to, though, Dream, and we're going to talk about what things we saw from the preseason that put us on alert, I just am absolutely petrified for Bryce Young with that offensive line and 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 the skill positions that that at uh, on the offensive side of the ball for the Carolina Panthers are, I don't know how to be gracious about it. Uh, not good, <laughs> not strong. And so this poor kid that you're throwing out there uh, in 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 week one. Now I know Frank Reich is a quarterback whisperer, um, but he has no weapons. He has you know an over the hill uh Thielen, he has the always injured dj chark he has the you know hasn't he's a he's a blocking tight end his best role hayden hurst's best role is as, as a, a blocking tight end and then he has you know miles sanders who is absolutely the beneficiary of an incredible system in philadelphia and one of the top three offensive lines in football in philadelphia I, uh, in looking for a little bit of an outlier, a little value, I could see these Carolina Panthers coming out of the, the, the gates very slow, my friend.
0: Yeah. I'm not high on this Panthers team at all. I actually, after watching the preseason, I actually took them under seven and a half wins just because I just think for all the cases that you laid out against this Panthers team, I agree with you. And the one other thing I like to add is that we all know Frank Wright is going to take over play calling duties, but, I'm not sure that's such a good idea. They have an offensive coordinator by the name of Thomas Brown who is well respected amongst the league, well respected amongst analysts and I think they would be better served to let him call the plays. And unfortunately that's not going to happen, so I expect this team not to score efficiently or often during the start of the year. Um and then obviously you you lose DJ Moore. DJ Moore is he's he's a guy. So um I I, I kind of agree with you there. I wasn't expecting you to say that Um, just because I, I just didn't look at them as a team who wouldn't get any wins just because they do have a solid defense, but I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. So I, I don't really have one. I guess if one would really pop up in my head. It would probably be the Rams just based on their schedule and then based on their defense. Their defense is, I mean, absolutely abysmal. This This is a team who they might have the worst defense in the league. Outside of Aaron Donald, I I don't know a
1: guy on that roster right now. So I think I couldn't agree more. And and the only thing that that kept me off of the Cardinals and Rams is they play each other in week six. So unless it's a tie, (laughs) one of those two teams is going to catch a win in week six. So that's why I I, I tried to ride with with, with these Panthers. And, And you're absolutely right. The Panthers defense is very good. They have a very good secondary I have no bad things to say about the Panthers' defense. It's just I don't see – I can't come up with a script for them to score on offense, um, and I think there's going to be a lot of three-and-outs at the beginning of the season with that Panthers team. So that's why I chose them and not Arizona or or the Rams, who are, like, leaping off the page at us. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So we, we've spoken about that. Who do you have for the best regular season record?
1: So – this is the one where I felt like I wanted to get a little bit crazy, and I'm going through uh the odds. the chiefs are obviously there five to one, Bengal's at seven, and said plus seven fifty. You made a good case for why they they might be under their win total. Eagles at eight to one, Bill's at nine to one, San Francisco at ten to one, the Ravens at thirteen to one. I feel like the way to do this for a regular season record is an NFC team because the AFC is so tough this year. Those teams that inside the division of the AFC North and the AFC East, where you might otherwise grab a team and say, yo, I'm going to ride with this team and let them go the whole way. Obviously the chiefs at at plus 500, you know, they're, you're, I don't have a case to make against them. I mean, you could say, you know, this uh, at some point, the wide receiver roulette will catch up to them. I don't know. Uh, at some point, you know, the the Chris Jones holdout. At some point, maybe the Chris Jones holdout has an issue, uh, poses a challenge to them. But, Dream, here. here is where I want to get back into something with you. Mm-hmm. This is the Green Bay Packers time. The Ooh. Green Bay Packers are available at 27 to 1 at with the best regular season record now they have the nfc south is is uh what their draw in terms of a division that they're going up against they also have the afc west which means they get the rams and they get the 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 bronco the broncos the broncos a team in transition who knows where they where they uh end up in terms of quarterback Denver. I'm not ready to, to anoint the Broncos and you know, there's still significant question marks there. So the Packers sitting at 20 at at 27 to one, they start the season very nicely. Chicago, Atlanta, new Orleans, Detroit. And that, that Detroit game is at home Vegas. Then they have a bye week to prepare for going to Denver. Um, I just like them catching You know, the the NFC South here and the L.A. Rams. um, It's a crazy outlier kind of thing. But if you believe that Matt LaFleur, the guy who strings together 13 and three seasons every year, except for last year, I get it. um, Why not take a flyer on the Packers at 27 to one? So this is
0: interesting because I'm really high on Jordan Love. I'm actually really high on this Packers offense as a whole. The problem with this one is Joe Barry. and. I'm not sure what you're going to get from him defensively. This is a team that was 31st in rushing EPA for play last year. They could not stop the run at all. And if you can't stop the run, obviously there's you'd rather be able to stop the pass than be able to stop the run, but you got to be able to stop the run in this league because I mean, you're not going to be able to get on the field too much. So the defense is a little concerning as far as them winning the, the most games in the NFL. And then, you have Jordan Love, who's been in the league for quite some time. It's just tough for me to imagine that he's gonna, you know, break out. You're expect basically you're picking a team to win 12, 13, 14 games. And at that point, you almost gotta
1: take Jordan Love to win MVP. <laughs> I I mean I don't but we just compare those odds. Jordan Love for MVP, you probably get better odds than the 27 to one for best regular season. Record, but we weren't doing awards this week. We were doing awards next week, so we can talk about that in that context for sure.
0: I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys, and this is not a homer pick. I know Bill's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get on my case for this, but I like this defense is just for real. And when you have a defense that's just this good, and you're looking at a team who like they start the season against the Giants, the Jets, the Cardinals, the, the Patriots. The 49ers. I mean, they're favored in, in four out of those five games for much of the schedule. I mean, to me, the schedule is it's tough, but it's not that tough to where they can't overcome it. I mean, they were 12 and five last year. Dak Prescott missed four games. Dak Prescott threw a career high, 15 interceptions. I think. He should get some turnover regression. And along with this defense, I think they have a real shot at winning the division. We already gave that out before we already gave out their win total over. So I think it's the Cowboys year. So um, for best record in the NFL, I'm going with my
1: beloved Dallas Cowboys. I've looked long and hard at it. It's sitting there 15 to one. The thing that scared me off it a tiny bit was the AFC East, because that means that they, they catch Miami, the jets uh, and Buffalo and then you know the they they got the um, NFC West with uh, both Seattle and San Francisco, and I'm I, I know we both like Seattle quite a bit this year. So that that was you know, and I'm trying to split hairs here and look for some value. I I looked long and hard at that Dallas situation. I just was scared off a tiny bit um, by going up against you know, like San, the AFC East because I think it's going to be a murderer's row. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of those NFC West teams.
0: We're going to go to a break real quick, but when we get back, we're going to talk about worst regular season record.
2: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app.
1: This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth, plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
0: Welcome back to FanDuel TV. House, a couple of weeks ago, he told us that he liked the Las Vegas Raiders for the worst record in the NFL.
1: Do you still like them? Well, the hard thing now, Dream, is we've mentioned it earlier on this show. The Arizona Cardinals are telling the whole world who they intend to be. I still like the plus uh, value of of the Raiders. And, you know, it does throw a wrinkle into it that they've resolved the Josh Jacobs situation. He's coming back. He's going to run hard. He wants a contract. His con- the, what, the deal that he... Uh, entered into with the Raiders um, is, you know, basically like week to week incentives to get to that $12 million figure that, that he, that he wants um, that that that's in the contract. But I still have significant doubts about the offensive line's ability to protect Jimmy G. And I just don't think that Jimmy G is a fit for the McDaniels offense is good. So the value of, of the Raiders is still um, interesting to me, but yet, you can go ahead and, and and handcuff that with the Cardinals because the, the Cardinals are are absolutely hell-bent on getting Caleb Williams, it seems, Dream.
0: I mean, I would be hell-bent on on Caleb Williams as well. I mean, he started off his second consecutive Heisman campaign the other day against San Diego State looking really good. So I, I can't blame him, man. The, obviously, the sportsbooks know it because at FanDuel Sportsbook right now, the Arizona Cardinals are plus 250 to have the worst record in the NFL. Just to put that in terms that you guys understand, at plus 250, the sportsbooks are saying that the Arizona Cardinals have a 28% chance at having the worst record in the NFL. So that tells you how much they want Caleb Williams. But that's neither here nor there. We got the team to score the fewest points. What are you thinking? I know you and Bill talked about this a couple of weeks ago in our group chat. I wonder if you still feeling the same way.
1: Yeah, I'm still on uh the Carolina Panthers. That I think that's where we landed in our discussion uh, uh, of this one. And the reason for that the, the Panthers are sitting there at 8 to 1. The the leader right now for in that category is the Texans at plus 450, the Cardinals at 5 to 1, the Bears at at 8 to 1. You can't dismiss the Cardinals because they won't announce who their week one starting quarterback is, but it's you know, it's it's either uh Josh Dobbs or a guy that that none of us have have heard of. I think his first name is is Christian. But I mean, uh uh what, what we've seen thus far in this preseason out of Carolina, it just the combination of skill players and their ability to protect poor Bryce Young. Um, and and you know, the only knock on Bryce Young coming into his professional career is, is arm strength. Well, arm strength is the way that you save your ass in, in the NFL. When you're a rookie, you throw the ball as far as you can out of bounds to keep from getting sacked or, or to avoid an interception. I just don't, I can't come up with uh, the script for Carolina to be, you know, getting to even 20 points a game dream. So Carolina at eight to one would be my preference on, on this bet. But, uh, do you have a different opinion? I think Arizona has really thrown a
0: monkey wrench in (laughs) all of these worst props because like they don't want to win. And the one thing that you saw during the, the preseason is that their offensive coordinator, he went with the run heavy approach and three preseason games. He called 89 run plays. And this is not a team that has Kyler Murray back there who can run for his life. And he's like Tom and Jerry out there. He can escape anything and make a play downfield. That's not, happening so i I would go with arizona just because this is a tanking team they don't really want to win i don't see them scoring a lot of points but at plus five to one i just don't i think there's better ways to 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 make use of your money but if i had to take one that's what i would go with
1: yeah and and as between you know the worst regular season record or the least points scored it's preferable to take the least points scored because you get you know that that five to one number as opposed to to two and a half to one or whatever the crazy one was for, for worst record in the NFL. Right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about our uh, future bets. What do you have in the portfolio that, that you are especially bullish on?
0: Okay, so I have a bunch of win totals that I I really love. I have the Raiders under seven wins, minus 161. Commanders under six and a half wins, minus 120. Dolphins over nine and a half wins, minus 107. I think you could even play an adjusted win total. Dolphins over eight and a half wins. You could lay a little bit more juice and get that. I got the Cowboys over nine and a half wins. I got the Panthers under seven and a half wins. I have the Packers over seven and a half wins. I have the Packers to win the NFC North. And I have the Bengals under eleven and a half wins. That's what I have on the win totals right now.
1: So I I love it. Uh, my favorite bets in my portfolio are are division winners, and I have a parlay here because I am so stupid when it comes to this kind of thing. But I like to have you know a tiny bit of of, of the action out there. If you my my three favorite division winners are. Green Bay to win the AFC North, we went through the case, they're plus 350 to win the NFC North. Atlanta to win the NFC South, plus 210, and then I uh, have talked about my appreciation for Tennessee and they're available at plus 310. If you combine those three together, and I don't recommend you do it, um but the payout, the three-leg parlay for those three teams to win their divisions is plus 56-20. So uh, an enormous uh, payout. plus fifty-six, twenty. if you want to be as dumb as I am. I like all of those. We've made the case over several weeks as to why each of those teams could win their respective divisions. I don't mind combining the NFC South and AFC South. Green Bay to win the NFC North, I, I understand the risk I'm taking there, but that that's, I, I, I'm not recommending this parlay. Those are my three favorite bets in the portfolio, or those teams at those odds to win their respective divisions, but why not just Toss them together and see what kind of magic comes of a tree.
0: At the end of the day, it's all about having fun, and here on FanDuel TV, we always want to provide the fun for you guys. So, for those of you who weren't paying attention, Atlanta Falcons plus two ten, Tennessee Titans plus three ten, Green Bay Packers plus three fifty. You combine those three, you put a hundred dollars on it, you're gonna get five thousand six hundred and twenty dollars. So, I'm not a big parlay player. That's not something I like to do. But (laughs) I I don't recommend it. I think just we need to put. I, I think we need to have the Ringer and Fanduel put that on a boost. <laughs> put that for the Ringer Joe House Parlay. Put that on Fanduel so you guys can get that, and hopefully, guys can cash it at the end of the year
1: this, Look, don't put $100 on it. Put $10 on it. Uh, You know, put the price of a, a couple beers on it. You could win back, you know, uh, 400 beers at, at that price. Let's just think about it in, in simple terms. But, look, we're going to take a quick break, Dream. And then I know we want to touch on some players that we have eyeballed. I bet they're on some of the teams we've been talking about here. Let's take this break and then talk about some, some breakout player potential. This episode is brought to you by 20th century studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere, get tickets now.
0: Welcome back to the Ringer Gambler Show. We've broken down some of our favorite future bets in our portfolio we're always going to have more for you hopefully you guys put that parlay in have a little bit of fun but the nfl season is a week away there's gonna be a lot of breakout players there's breakout players every single year there's guys shuffling in and out of the league who do you feel like is going to break out this year they can be past present they could be in the league
1: what are you thinking well right off the bat the arrival of kellen moore in San Diego, I finally feel like we might start to realize and observe the true potential, the true ceiling of the hottest flamethrower potentially in the whole NFL. That's Justin Herbert, and he hasn't an, a new toy to play with. Dream, he's got Quentin Johnson coming in, possibly the you know the the fastest, most athletic wide receiver. All due respect to Jackson Smith and uh, Joba. I mean, Quentin Johnston as uh, con- combined with Justin Herbert, you only need uh, Justin Herbert to average 260 yards a game to get to his passing total. The Justin Herbert passing total is 4,425 and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's available at minus 112. That's 260 yards a game over 17 Game schedule, knocking on wood. We don't want any injuries. But if there are no injuries, I like that very much. It feels very attainable to me. I expect what Kellen Moore in, in injects into this offense is a supercharged uh uh Justin Herbert. So that that's my first. It's not exactly a, a breakout, but I think it's like realizing the potential. And that's why I, I'm I'm on Justin Herbert this season, Dream.
0: I I like that. I, I do. I do have a little bit of my concerns about Kellen Moore, just because when you look at what the Cowboys did, and I don't know if this was a a, a Jerry Jones philosophy. Obviously, you, he won Super Bowls with Emmett there. so But it felt like the Cowboys ran the ball more on first down than they passed the ball. And if that occurs with Justin Herbert, I'm really going to be concerned. But outside okay. of that, I mean we have heard that they're going to be passing the ball down the field. We know his intended air yards have like really been low, like lower than, you know, watch Matt Ryan. But I mean, if all the height matches what we actually see on the field, I think he gets there easily. Now, the one that stands out to me is look, I, I can't quit this guy. It's Lamar, Lamar Jackson. And, the big re- biggest reason why is because you replaced Greg Roman with Todd Monkin. Todd Monkin was at Georgia. You saw what he did with Stetson Bennett. This is a guy who wants to open things up. Greg Roman, it's you have an edge when you're running the ball and you have a running quarterback and nobody sees it coming. But they've done this for so long that it was no longer an edge. And they're going to be opening things up. Lamar Jackson has the best weapons that he's had his entire career, they draft Zay Flowers. You bring in Odell Beckham to to go along with Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. This is the best weapons around Lamar Jackson that we've ever seen, and we all know Lamar Jackson when he's in the lineup, like this Ravens offense is a is a, is a problem. I mean, they were eight and four with Lamar before, so I'm expecting an even better Lamar in terms of passing the ball down the field. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over his touchdown prop for the season and his regular season passing yards, because I expect this team to pass a lot more. And then when you look at the defense, the defense is an absolute mess. So this team is going to have to score points. So I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a really breakout season, and I think he's going to be an MVP candidate.
1: Well, Dream, we're going to take another break here. In a second, but I have one more player I want to bounce off of you. I don't know if you have another player for me. Then we'll we'll wrap up this East Coast bias, our wedding present to to, to JJ. But let's go ahead and take this break. Welcome back to the Ring of Gamblers show. House has another player he expects to break out. Who is it? All right, Dream. It, it's Christian Watson, and this is more of Green Bay love. It's been a whole Green Bay show today. I have him at minus 112 to go over 850 and a half receiving yards. He is definitely going to get over 20% of the targets from Jordan Love. All those targets, a third of those targets are going to be big play targets. Over his final eight weeks last season with Aaron Rodgers, four catches for 65 yards a week. I love Christian Watson and his upside this season dream. I like Trevor Lawrence. When you look at Trevor Lawrence, this is his second year with Doug Peterson.
0: You add Calvin Ridley to the mix. I expect Trevor and Lawrence to make another leap this season. So those are our breakout players. This was the Ringer Gambling Show.
1: Is there anything you want to tell the people before we get out of here, House? Just look for us next week. We're going to be on the FanDuel TV on Thursday mornings, giving you a full breakdown of the slate. We're, we're, we're dying for it. Thanks to the Wargon Warrior, Mike Wargon. Thanks to FanDuel TV and the Ringer Podcast Network. We're back next week. Football is here, baby!
0: Must be 21 and up and president select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona and Connecticut. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Indiana, 1-800-9, with it. Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. West Virginia, visit 1-800-gambler.net. Wyoming. Call 1-800-522-4700. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts.
2: If you're in New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK.